Boomtron. 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 Boomtron, but you're never gonna move on. Netflix OGs get your groove on. We talk about it all, we could be wrong. Kill the better views like a Demogorgon. Boomtron, but you're never gonna move on. Just a few guys talking about the originals. Yo, pick your favorite show, we can put it on. We know it also, nothing's atypical. And welcome to the Boomtron Podcast. We're on episode 50. It's been a while, we know. But you know, we had things to do as well. Life gets in the way. Hello, Mark. Hello, hey, hey. Amy. How are you guys hello, doing? Hello, hello. Happy happy 50th episode. I didn't happy? get you anything. I know, right? It's kind of crazy that it's been <laughs> that long. You yourself but... at least. You don't come presentable or something. Hey, let's not get out of hand. That's a little bit much. <laughs> so I know it's been a while. So before we get into the Adam Project, which will be the focus here today, uh Give us just, you know, just a quick uh, tour of what you've been watching for the past couple, I don't know, weeks. All right. Well, I'll tell you what I've been watching um, because I've been watching a lot. Um, I On Netflix, I watched Stay Close, which was um, – I love Harlan Coben as an author. Um, he's from New Jersey. He's from the town near my town. And I've always loved reading his books. He's a great mystery writer. And he always includes places that I've been in his book. So Stay Close is one of his books that was adapted for uh, Netflix. So I really enjoyed Stay Close. I watched Sweet Magnolias, uh, season two of Sweet Magnolias. And, you know, it was good. Um, it got better as it went on. I, I remembered liking season one a lot more than I liked season two, but it was good. I watched Inventing Anna, which was phenomenal. I Once I started watching it, I could not stop watching it. It was so good. Um, I watched the second season of Space Force, um, and that was good. Um, it, it wasn't... It didn't do what it needed to do to convince me for a season three. Mm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's agreed. a that's a good way to say it. Yeah, that's how I felt. I watched Pieces of Her, which was very compelling. Really good. I enjoyed that. And then I watched season two of Love is Blind, which just, when I started watching it, I, I couldn't stop. And then I watched the reunion, and then I had all these emotions, and then I had to follow everybody on Instagram, and then I had to read a bunch of articles and find out what's happening with these people because some of them were so likable and some of them were so horrifying, and it was really good. So that's what I've been watching on Netflix. And then off of Netflix on HBO Max, I watched the Sex and the City reboot called And Just Like That. And there's a lot of people who loved it and a lot of people who hated it. And I loved Sex in the City. I that's a show that I'll actually go back and rewatch. Just there's just something about that show that I, I always really loved. Same. And I I didn't hate it. I didn't love it. I'm excited when I just read today that it's coming back for a second season. Mm-hmm. I felt like some of the choices that they made for some of the characters were just super obvious right from the get-go like I knew where they were going with Miranda from the first episode I was sad that Kim Cattrall didn't come back but I understood why she didn't and I didn't I kind of liked the fact that Carrie kept reaching out to Samantha I 
Charlotte's always kind of bugged me a little bit, but I liked her growth throughout the season. And I liked the Carrie storyline with the exception of what happened with her husband. And then also in HBO Max, I finally got around to watching Euphoria. <laughs> and whoo! I'm done with season two, so chill. I won't that. say a thing. I will just, I will just again go, whoo! <laughs> and that's, that's where I'll leave that. That's where I'll leave that. So that's what I've been up to with my with my watching what about you mark yeah well um so i was just going to piggyback on the sex in the city uh, um, and just like that i should say is i was also excited to see it was coming back for season two i didn't blindly love the reboot but it had enough in it and it finished on such such a vintage carrie bradshaw sex in the city tone that it made me feel like it could find its way in season two, even without Samantha. If she, because Kim Cattrall seems to be making a lot of very public statements that she's not coming back, or she will probably like be the best paid return performer of the whole cast. Um, but uh, I loved Charlotte in that show because I felt in, in, in the reboot because I felt like the Charlotte of yesteryear was such a control freak and so concerned about appearance, and her love for her daughter allowed her to just accept life in all of its messiness and things yeah. she can't control. And I just love to watch that evolve in her while the other two were kind of stumbling around trying to find their way. I like that. Um, Euphoria, same thing. I'm locking my kids in an attic and they cannot oh. go to any public school ever. Um, I will. I was, I was a little ADHD with Netflix. I kept trying to start a lot of things, especially on y'all's recommendations. And for me, Either I was too tired and I'd fall asleep or my attention would peter out. But things, I mean. I Sounds lame. Yeah, I'm, I'm lame. <laughs> I am lame. Uh, but uh, like I try, and some of these I was starting from the beginning. So I even, I, I saw how much I had to go just to catch up and I just was dissuaded. But like Sweet Magnolias, Peaky Blinders. I'm sorry, Diego, don't hate me. Um, Love is Blind. I've watched like the first four episodes of each season. I will say season two. I am kind of hooked. I think I'm going to watch that through to the end. And I've been doing what you're doing, Amy. I'll, I'll see these couples and I'll be like, I wonder if they're still together. And I'll Google their right? Instagram accounts and, and all that stuff. Um, I, I tried Space Force. I just could not stomach it. It was just, you know, usually I, I appreciate some good cheesy shows and I just could not do it. I don't know why. But um, I've been spending a lot of my time, I guess, over on HBO Max. Besides Euphoria, um, The Gilded Age, I loved every second of that series and it's been picked up for season two and i'm happy about that um and it's just i mean it's it's done by this julian fellows who did downton abbey and he has captured the exact same period drama component but stateside here in the 18th uh, 1800s and he is it's amazing the sets the costumes i love it everything about it um and it has the actor who plays Miranda Hobbs from and just like that. And nobody does anything gross to her in the kitchen. So I'm, <laughs> I'm happy about that. Um, and then uh, there's a new show that only has two episodes out right now. And it's called Minx. M-I-N-X. Oh yeah. How is that? It's so funny. It's about uh, a, a very, a, a, it's set in the seventies. It's about a woman who's very, very much a feminist. Her dream is to re- create a magazine she can't get anyone, and it was called um, the. I think it's called the the Liberated Woman, okay. uh, is the name of the magazine. And her draft had like a black and white picture of a woman screaming with like holding a sign up in the air, and all these male publishers were like, "No, thank you." And uh, she meets up with a uh, porn publisher, mm-hmm. um, played by, and I'm forgetting the actor's name, but Jake from That Girl. 
and and uh he he's like you know i think i think women want to see what you have to say but we've got to give it to them in some kind of packaging that's not so angry and they he basically convinces her to collaborate with a doing a, a nude male magazine but have her articles in it and uh it's hysterical i mean it's, there's a lot of peen <laughs> <laughs> right, right. It's used for humorous effect. It's actually. But really if you've seen Euphoria, you're used to that. Oh my! Especially season two, like that was right. the, the peen season. But um, anyway, so uh, it's we're two episodes in, and I'm checking every day to see when the next episode downloads because they're really just funny. And then um, somebody somewhere with Bridget Everett, um, it's 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 sort of a a cringe story about this uh, woman who lives in a small town filled with all kinds of strange types and. She's trying to find her way after the death of her sister. It is, it's a, it's a comedy set in a very awkward sort of, you know, painful setting, but, um, it's good. It's funny. And I feel like there are going to be Emmys rolling out everywhere on that set. Um, Bridget Everett is a good friend of Amy Schumer and opened for her on a lot of her tours. Um, she is an acquired taste, but I loved her in this show. And then, um, I'm super jazzed. Bridgerton two season two is coming on Friday, so that's it for me. Okay. All right. Uh, well, I watch a lot of the same shows you guys did. Space Force. I mean, we touched on that. Just to me, repeat of first season. And we, I think when we did the review of the first season, we kind of were on the fence of whether it was good or not, and we were hoping that season two would bring a little bit more funniness to it. Right. And I, for me, it just fell flat. I just there were minimum 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 funny parts it was like actually sadder yeah like you know what i mean like i don't know i just i didn't enjoy it at all uh i watched valhalla which is the oh how was that it was very good i mean it's it's very similar to vikings so if you liked vikings and all that kind of genre then you'll like this uh definitely appreciate the new characters and you know they still mention ragnar and all those other guys uh lagatha uh, so it was good. I enjoyed that. You'll be proud to know that I did watch season one of Bridgerton. Yes. What did you think? It, I don't want to say it was bad. But <gasps> the it's don't. Just, it's Why just, would you even sort of I say don't know, that, man? Like, I knew like it's very predictable for me. I knew who I knew probably by episode two who Miss Whistleton was. Uh. I just I don't know I don't know I I I don't know if I could do another season after season two I'd have to see how they do it because I feel like the whole season one was trying to figure her out and like confirming who she was and that was pretty much it I don't know it's it, it's not my cup of tea but I will watch it for you guys even though you guys are lame and can't even get through Peaky Blinders I'm Whatever. I'm not done Whatever. I will try it I think I actually probably need to skip to like episode five. I didn't skip then any Bridgerton episodes, so I'm just. But saying. I have fallen asleep <laughs> in every peaky blind. Some of us take the podcast blind. a little bit more serious. <laughs> Gotta commit, right? All right, all right. Does that mean I have to watch Peaky Blinders too? You gotta watch Peaky and Blinders. <sighs> okay. All right. <laughs> all right. So let's jump into it. We all saw the Adam Project trending, I believe, as of yesterday or today. It was still number one. Um, yeah. At least, at least my top ten list. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ryan Reynolds, pretty pretty Marvel Universe esque crew in the right. movie. Yeah, for real. Um, 
I know one of you guys want to give us like a quick, I guess, summary or synopsis. Yeah, movie. I mean, it's it's Ryan Reynolds is from, I think, 2050, and it's a very dystopian time, and there's some bad stuff going on, but time travel is a thing, and he needs to go back in time to save his wife, and so he's he steals a jet, a time travel jet, and he goes back in time to try to get to 2018 to his wife, and when he does that, he winds up crash landing in 2022 where he is still a kid and so he bumps into his child self his child self is a little bit of i don't know he's like a little bit of a, a smart aleck and a troublemaker but also being bullied at school and is his father has passed away and he's kind of jerky to his mom and um he winds up ryan reynolds needs to get his help um to to get back because you know, he's been hurt, the thing is bad, and he needs to use his, like, DNA or something in order yep. to get the fighter jet to go. And, um, you know, they, hilarity does not ensue, but it's... <laughs> a little bit here and there. A little bit here and there, but, you know, he gets to reconnect with his mom, and then they do go back in time, and then they both get to reconnect with their dad. And there were a lot of, I thought, touching moments in there, Um and then, you know, there's this villain woman from the future and, you know, we, we were texting about it on the podcast uh, group text and Damon said, you know, that he found it kind of predictable. And I don't think he was way off base with that. I, I found it a little bit predictable too, but, but I still enjoyed it. And maybe, honestly, if I'm 100% honest, maybe I really super enjoyed it because... Jennifer Garner is my all-time favorite actress, and she plays the mom. And 13 Going on 30 is one of my favorite Jennifer Garner movies. And in that movie, <laughs> she's with Mark Ruffalo as an adult, and that's who she's married to in this movie. And it just did my 13 Going on 30 heart good to see them together. Mm -hmm. um, but I thought it was really good. I don't know. What did well, what did you guys think? And, you know the the nod to the their the, the Marvel universe. I mean, she is Elektra. Mm -hmm. He is the Hulk. Uh, Mark Ruffalo. That is, and of course you have Ryan Reynolds doing a little DC turn with, with Greenland. Yeah, Zoe. That's right. Oh, um, so there was. I, I do like how it sort of was uh, bumping up against a lot of uh, your your superhero fan. You know, fanboy joy. <laughs> but um, right. It was the first time like that movie Thirteen Going on Thirty was from like two thousand and four, I think two thousand four. Mm -hmm. So it was kind of cool to see them together. I I liked the movie. I, I won't say I loved it. It's not my favorite of the year or something. But I like Ryan Reynolds and I like pretty much everything he puts out. So I kind of felt like I was going to see Ryan Reynolds travel through time, and that's what I got. And he made me laugh. And surprisingly, I thought they brought the feels, uh, which. A lot of time travel movies, you know, that you get so caught up in the adventure and the and the theory of time travel and all of its paradoxes and what have you. Um, uh, all of the family connections, you know, what the mother, Ellie, I think her name was, Ellie was going through and right. the sacrifice that his wife, Laura, made so that they could jump back one more time to 2018. Um, and then, of course, obviously the loss that older Adam and younger Adam were both feeling for different reasons over the same man, you know, over their father. I liked watching all of that play out to the point that it helped me helped me to forgive some of the cheesy sort of time travel gaffes that the things that made me go, okay, well, this wouldn't have happened and this is impossible and that sort of thing. 
Um, you know, and uh, I thought the the villain in the movie Maya, played by Catherine Keener. I mean, her her hook for her villainy, as as explained to her by her future self, is you have no one, you have nothing but this company. So you're going to do anything you can to you know make to to be successful at this company. And everyone else, their motivation was either love uh, or or sacrificing themselves for love. You know, it's so I enjoyed that. Yeah. I- I have to say that I agree. I enjoyed it. It definitely had, you know, Ryan Reynolds, his his banter or just his, like, sarcastic tone or whatever you want to call it is just so good. And I thought they did a really good job of casting the younger version of him. He's yes. I, like, he looks just like him almost. He does. Like, he, like, he could be Ryan Reynolds' son. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was good, and he he his banter matched Ryan Reynolds, and that's why you know the whole bullying at school situation. So I thought I thought that was neat. I thought they did a real nice job of that. I thought, and I don't, I just thought of this now. Just you kind of have a lot of different time travel movie concepts within this movie. Like you have Maya coming from the future to tell her past what to do so that her company makes money so it has like like back to the future little biff there yeah with the biff (laughs) side of it right i felt it had a little bit of even the end game avengers end games where you know they only have one jump left and they got to go back uh but what what was different and i and i could be wrong i feel like i've seen a good amount of time travel movies was i feel like in all the time travel movies that i've seen they always say you cannot interact. With right. Yourself. Yeah, and, exactly. And Amy, I know you just saw for the first time um, the Project Almanac movie. Yes, where, yes. Like, they, when they do interact with each other, they, they start kind of like glitching out. Yes. So I found that interesting that Ryan Reynolds was able to go to see his younger self. And then they were able to go see their dad in 2018. And I thought... Ryan Reynolds kind of explained it because I always have the same question is like, do you re- like when he asked Ryan, older Ryan Reynolds, do, are you going, do you remember us having this conversation? Right, and, right. And then Ryan Reynolds like, no, it doesn't work like that. When I go back to my timeline, that's when all the memories start to kind of like sync up or something. Mm-hmm. So I thought, I thought the time travel aspect of the movie was neat. I thought it was nice. Uh, I mean, I think I feel like at this point, there's only so many things you can do with time travel and how right. you're going to work it so that there is not a paradox or, you know, the space time continuum doesn't implode on us. Mm-hmm. But I, I did enjoy it. I thought the the the, the, the the visual effects were really well done as well. Nothing looked kind of out of place. No, I agree uh, with that. I thought the action sequence like Ryan Reynolds, you know, between deadpool and all the other action movies that he does you know he has a lot of experience doing those fight scenes and i thought those fight scenes were really well like when he has you know the lightsaber essentially Mm -hmm. so cool he's fighting those guys that kind of like come out of camouflage come and come in and out of like i don't know if they're jumping in and out of time to fight him but that was pretty cool so i i enjoyed the movie like i think mark you said it right like it's not you know it's not my favorite movie or time travel movie of all time it was a little bit predictable um i thought the ending was nice that kind of everything you know went into place and that he still got to even though they did you know destroy the what was going to be the time machine he still 
in his time still got to meet his wife Zoe Zaldana. So I thought that, that was, was nice. Good. Yeah, so I thought that was nice. Yeah, I, um, I thought it was good, and I was glad that they didn't. And I wasn't glad because it made me sad, but I was glad that they didn't like try to fix things. Right, like the dad was gonna be gone, so they they weren't trying to make it so that the dad would be alive. Right, and they weren't gonna make it so like I like that they they fixed what had to be fixed, like the major thing, which was we've got to get rid of this time travel thing. Right. But they didn't try to alter things because, again, they were playing with some of the, the precepts that we have about time travel. Like you can't interact with yourself. You can't change the past. You can't do this. You can't do that. So they played enough with that where I started to get nervous that they were going to really mess with it and be like, let's figure out a way to save dad. And I liked that Mark Ruffalo was like, yeah, no, like I have to go. But I love you. And I thought that was such a touching scene when he's talking to Ryan Reynolds and he's like, I love you. I love oh you my so much. God. I love you. I Ugh. love you. And Ryan's son is like, is like, stop. I know. Like, stop. And I was just like, ugh. Like, that's like goodwill I, hunting scene. You know, yeah, yeah well, exactly. And, like, I, you could see how it was a little cringe at first for older Adam, for Ryan Reynolds. But but watching Lewis push through and punch through that, I mean, if, you know, I don't think you even had to have lost your father, but I happen to have lost my father in the recent, a few years, uh, in the recent past. And, I was weeping like for for me, all of the time travel logistics that we didn't get to talk about how the future was being impacted and things, you know, exploding from the past and the present if they touch and that kind of stuff. I was okay with that because that and then when he leans like Ryan Reynolds leans across the bar and says to Jennifer Garner, I have the best mom. Oh, yes. Oh, my God. Yes. Forget yes. it. <laughs> but yep. uh, so this is like the time travel movie with heart. <laughs> Right. And then I, I was glad that the kid kind of learned his lesson. Like, you know, when everything's reset and back to normal, then young Ryan Reynolds is getting ready to go. And he he's like, you know, asks his mom something. She's like, no, I got to pay the mortgage. I got to pay these bills, whatever. And he starts to leave. And then he comes back and he gives her that hug. Right. Mm -hmm. Which was something that they were kind of missing the first time around. And so I was I was I was glad that I guess the lessons were learned, you know. Yeah. I did. I liked it. I liked it. Again, like I said, I, I agreed that it was that it was a bit predictable, but but not to the point where I was it, like, oh, okay, I know what's going to happen, and I didn't want to watch it. it. I, I found it. Yeah, it was really enjoyable. It was it entertaining. Flowed, yeah, it flowed nicely. Like the relationship between older Adam and younger Adam, and how like at one point you're like, yo, he's so. Why are you being so mean to yourself? Yeah, right. <laughs> Like he set him up for that one scene, the very early on when they, you know, when the very early on when older Adam gets there, and they're in town trying to find like medical supplies for older Adam because he got shot. And he runs into the bullies and he's like, "This fight has to happen." And like he gives him terrible advice so that he could get beat up. Like he wanted him to get beat up, and I, I guess, you know, time travel. Like we, this needs to happen so I can be who I am now, kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So it's just I. I like the dynamic and how they kind of grew together and sort of like stopped being so angry at everything. Kind of right. Thing. Right. Yeah. And, and, and younger Adam, I think says that to them. He's like, you're not angry at dad. You're angry that he died. Oh yeah. yes. Which was, was very big. insightful for a little boy to say that whole speech about, you know, dad played catch with us and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, you only have bad memories. Where are the yeah. bad memories? Yeah. And I think that's part of why older Adam, 
was cruel to younger Adam at first is because he probably remembered the vulnerability uh, that he was that that younger Adam was feeling, and he was bl- he was locking himself off against remembering that or feeling it. So he was like, right. "I'm going to I'm going to see this kid, and I'm going to shut him out." Which obviously changed throughout the course of the movie, thankfully. But right, I got a question for y'all though. Uh, yeah, because I you know in looking on the internet, I've seen lots of different opinions. Um, what do you think of the CGI effects on Catherine Keener? I mean, we're at this age now. It's such a crazy time, I think, in Hollywood You're where you can... about her younger self, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. Where, like, uh, Will Smith and Gemini Man, Mark Hamill and Book of Boba Fett. Uh, some people loved it. Some people thought it was really fake looking. Like, uh, you know, what did you guys think? I thought... I don't want to say it looked fake. Obviously, we know it's fake. Um, but there were times... I think when she was standing in front of like the big magnet or whatever it was and like the bullets traveling towards her mm-hmm. i thought that might have been the the worst looking part of it because it just looked too cgi or whatever yeah i agree with that uh, but i think when like when they were just like in her office talking and she was like oh you you shouldn't be here you said i would never see you again like i was like man they got a really good body double and i was like wait no that's cgi mm-hmm. like i could like i almost couldn't tell but i could tell when they were like the bullet was traveling to her in slow motion. Yeah. I, th- I think they framed it right in that they, it was a lot of fleeting looks from her, not a lot of, you know, screen time. It was just directly her, except for that one part that was slow motion. Um, but everywhere else they were cutting back and forth between CGI pa- past Maya and future Maya and, and everything so that your eyes wouldn't linger on the, the, the deficits. Um, but so, yeah, I, I personally, I, Thought it was great, and and I mean, it wasn't enough to pull me out of the movie. And but I've read some really nasty reviews about spe- like singling out specifically the CGI for her, and that that ruined the movie for people. But I, you know, I liked it. And I'd seen the same thing about Mark Hamill in Book of Boba Fett, but I thought it was, I loved it. I thought it was great. I feel like if you're looking that hard, like again, it wasn't. I didn't feel like it was blatant, right? Like obviously we're not idiots. We know that they've had to do some computer (laughs) manipulation there. You know what I mean? Um, And I didn't think it was like super duper blatant that I would feel like it ruined the movie or it pulled me out of it. Um, And there are definitely movies that I've watched where I'm like, well, that was pretty bad. Um, it, It wasn't really much of an issue for me. And I think maybe it's just because I figured they were going to have to do that. You know? Yeah. I don't know. Just I, it's so crazy to me, and I feel like we're on the precipice of an entire revolution in Hollywood, where these actors can sell their likenesses and essentially do sequels and prequels and and reboots of you know where they play the same character in the same time, and you know that's I think that's going to be the future of cinema, where an actor signs you know they basically get paid to sell their likeness and don't even. It could be. It could be. I but like, what do you charge for that? I don't know. Do you still make $30 million a movie if all you're doing is I'm selling my face to you and you can do what you want with my image? I mean, if you're one of those A-list marquee name actors, then yeah, probably. Where people know that if you're going to be in their film, they're going to gross that much more. Then yeah. That's true. But then then the question becomes, right? Like, will... Would they make... Would they make a... I wonder if they would make a movie 
like that, right? Like if they if they bought someone's likeness for the movie, I can't imagine that they would be the star of the movie. Like I can't imagine that Ryan Reynolds could have sold his likeness for this movie and that they could have made an entire movie starring him and doing the whole thing CGI. I could see, I could see something where down the road in the Marvel universe where they try to bring back like Robert Downey Jr.'s Iron Man kind of thing. Yeah. Right. Maybe like you said, like not the lead role. Right. But he has uh, a part in it. Kind of. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like I, I could see that. I can't imagine them, especially because I, I can't imagine a movie studio paying big money for somebody not to show up on the set and put in the work. Like, they're having to put the work in. Now your CGI guys are having to do the work. So if they do that, then do the movie studios start having to pay the CGI guys more um, because they're having to do the work that the actor would normally be doing. I don't know. Yeah. I think it's coming, though. I mean, I think different different variations of this are just going to keep emerging in modern popular cinema across the board. Yeah. I think in I think in any kind of franchise cuz you see it, I feel like you see it mostly in franchises where the you see a lot of the prequels so you see like Mark Hamill and Star Wars you see uh, in this movie you have Maya older and newer and younger version so I, I feel like any any franchise or any movie that has flashbacks or whatever is going to be deep into it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You know, oh, that is one thing. Now, mentioned you said flashbacks that I wish that we'd seen more of in the Adam Project. Uh, even just a, just one or two, I would love to have seen um, older Adam and Laura, his wife, one or two cute scenes from the past before, or, or I should say, from the future before she disappeared on her jump, because. The two of them gazing into each other's eyes and lamenting how their future might not ever happen and all that stuff. I mean, it was it was a sweet scene, but we hadn't seen anything building up to that of them, it other very, than it was very brief. There, yeah. her role in the movie. Yeah, I mean, and he- brief and heavy. Like, if they would have fluffed it up just a little bit with some, you know, some cute memories that he had, even when he was telling younger Adam about her. Right. Um, I think that would have enriched that that and why does zoe saldana always have to die oh my gosh right i at least they didn't show it like at least they you know that's true that's true what a way to go that would have been but i liked it i liked at the end too when he went and you know met her again for the first time with the knowledge i'm assuming Mm -hmm. you know of everything and i i just i i really i did i liked it i thought it was a good story for for a story that's been told in a lot of different ways, like Tell time travel in general. Time. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> you say I I'm recording in my daughter's room, and as you're singing, I am literally looking at her ceramic figurine of Belle from Beauty and the Beast. So, um, but uh, I thought it I thought it was well done because I. I, I've said this a million times on this podcast. I love time travel stuff. I love time travel stuff. And I it can be really well done and it can be really overdone. Mm. And I thought this was a a good a good effort at it. I thought they did a nice job with it. Well so um on that note then, what would you guys say are some of your favorite time travel movies or, or shows? 
I loved the show Timeless. And my understanding was that Netflix had picked it up. And then that just kind of fell off. Like nothing ever happened with that. I loved that show. Um, I loved, I'm dating myself here, but I loved Quantum Leap. That was one of my. I did. I knew. Because I'm not going to lie, I like Quantum Leap too. I was a kid though when that was on. It was like, yeah, I, it was I was on the USA network. I it might no uh, well right after for my, you right, it was. Right I watched it Raw. when it was like on TV. Um, and I think Quantum TV Leap is coming back. You think what? I could have sworn I saw somewhere that Quantum Leap was coming back. I think you're right. Oh it's a reboot. Yeah, I just googled it. Yeah, it's it's going to be uh, with Ernie Hudson as part of the cast. I'm I'm trying to find what the when when it's I coming. Did. I loved that show. I love that show. In terms of movies, I really liked The Time Traveler's Wife. I read the book first, and I loved the book. And I really thought the movie was very well done as well. This idea that he keeps jumping in time, and he has clothes hidden in these places. It was such a beautiful movie. I loved that movie, too. Um, I really liked the movie. This is terrible, because this was really something. But I loved the movie Time Cop. Um which is an, another really old that movie. That was John claude Van Damme? Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, it, <laughs> it always comes back to Van Damme with you people. <laughs> um, but those about, are just some of the ones. What, what's, uh, what's the movie? I just thought of it. Oh, man. Give me a sec. Come back to me. Come back to me. Come back to me. Come okay. To me. Oh, uh, Mark? Okay. Edge, of, edge of tomorrow? Edge of tomorrow? Edge of tomorrow? Time travel? Would we count that as time travel? I don't know what you're talking about. I don't I'm think I remember. remember. Which Tom Cruise and every time he dies, oh, he back. he relives the same day. That's more like Groundhog Day, isn't it? I don't know. I don't like, think I he saw keeps that he keeps dying and then he wakes up and has the same. He lives the he, same day over again. Yeah, I don't know if this one counts. X Men: Days of Future Past. That absolutely counts for I sure. Yeah. yeah, that's one. That might, that's one of my favorite X Men movie. Oh, I and the one you just introduced me to Project Almanac. Oh, Project Almanac is which so I've good. never seen, so I'm putting that oh on my, my list. Oh my gosh, you, you have really, got to you, watch it. It was really... so good. Well, Looper, Looper was a good one. Mm-hmm. I had that on my list too. Uh, well, okay, so I've got one for you guys that is a heck of a commitment, but I love this show, man. Um, do you guys? So you remember the movie Twelve Monkeys? Oh, yeah. 12 Monkeys. Like uh, Bruce Willis, Andy McDowell, Brad Pitt got an Oscar nomination for his yes. character. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so there is a 12 Monkeys series that... Yep, on sci-fi, I think. Yes, and uh, I think it had four seasons, Um, but it essentially took the, the, the concept and the characters of the movie, and then you'll like this, Um, uh, for fans of Shit's Creek, Emily Hampshire, um, who plays Stevie... She plays the female version of Brad's character in the series. And so his character was Jeffrey Goines. Her name is Jennifer Goines. And she starts off in a mental hospital. But they jump back and forth and back and forth so many times throughout. And it's one of those shows. This It's got this huge canon to it where every time they the butterfly effect, they, they kill this one person or they say this one oh, thing. Butterfly effect. That's then a good movie too. They, they come back to the present or they jump ahead to the future, whatever, and everything's different. And so effectively, some of these characters, uh, some of these actors play 14 iterations of themselves. Oh, wow. You know, and, and she, Emily Hampshire's character is so crazy. She And, and yet she she's one of the sanest people in the show as the show kind of evolves. She's amazing. But again, it's, it's you know, we're talking like 
30 hours, 40 hours of TV. But um, if you guys ever want to pick up a series to binge, I would recommend it 100%. Well, speaking so of good. a time commitment, my one, I, I can't believe I didn't say this right off the bat, but I'm an enormous Doctor Who fan. Um, and so, I mean, it's the ultimate time travel show. I love Doctor Who more than I can even talk about. So, you know, and Doctor Who. I need, so I'm such a big geek, the fact that I have not watched any Doctor Who, I, I don't think. even begin to understand that, Mark. I need that, to. That doesn't make any sense. And I, and I don't watch like the old stuff from like the 60s. Like I started with Christopher Eccleston in the, in the new iteration of Doctor Who. And it, I, I just love it so much. I love it. Yeah, I, I need to get into that. I really do. Interstellar? The movie? Interstellar? No, I don't think I did. With Wait, who's in that? I don't know oh, how I didn't. Oh I yeah, we're, uh, oh, we're that's like come on. Amy, 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 and that's because of space travel. It's yes. like yeah, so like he so have, yep. he ages a week and his family ages thirty yeah. years and yep, yeah. Yep, yep. Arrival, Arrival's good too. Bill and Ted's mm-hmm. Excellent Adventure. <laughs> well, I mean, come on. <laughs> Terminator. Well, yeah, I love Terminator. And then of course Back to the Future. I think. That was, that's all. Well, I didn't love the second one. But, you know, what I liked about Back to the Future was it, it took all of these really intense concepts of time travel and made it comic book fun. And you can watch those three movies 12 times and every single time notice something else different yeah, in the, in the back and forth jumps. And, you know. Oh, between. you know what? Diego, you're probably definitely too young for this. But, Mark, I feel like this is a movie you would have seen. Ouch, I but love- okay. I love, well, we're the same age. No, I know, dude. I know. <laughs> I loved this movie in the 80s. Loved it. Did you ever see Time Bandits? Time Bandits, yes. I love that movie, and it's like you can't find it anywhere. No, you can't. I no, not because it was old. It was just that, that good. That was so, it was a great movie. Was it a silent film? You <laughs> are a dick. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that was good. No, yeah, I mean, honestly, if you, if y'all ever find Time Bandits streaming, or I mean, I, I think the only thing I haven't done is tried to watch a bootleg on YouTube or something. But uh, I would. That is a good movie. So good, so so I'll good. S- I'll see if I can find it. I'll put it on my real list. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. So you know, hopefully, we can continue with our normal scheduling uh so you should hear more from us either you know on our normal netflix podcast or if we venture off onto you know apple tv disney plus hbo max amazon we will be watching bridgerton season two Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you will you will that's why you watch season one i will be watching yes there you go see see well and if you're listening to this podcast, come to our Facebook page and tell us what your favorite time travel movies were and why. Like, let's add to the list. Oh, Absolutely. Good, good call, good call. Definitely, definitely check out the Facebook page. Check us out on social media. You know, leave us some comments and uh, let us know what you think. Let us know if you thought Adam Project was worthy of being on a time travel movie list or not. And if not, tell us why. But until then, thank you for listening. Make sure you download. Make sure you subscribe, like, do all those great things for us. And we will catch you next time. Bye. In the future. Or in the past. (laughs) Bye. (laughs) Bye, everyone.
just a disclaimer here, no members of the Boomtron podcast are employed by Netflix, nor do they have any business ties with the Netflix Corporation. This podcast for entertainment purposes only, and all Netflix news and information that is shared is simply what these three yahoos found online.